It's time for you to look inward and begin asking yourself the big questions. Who are you? And what do you want? The greatest illusion of this world is the illusion of separation. You can't wait around for someone to help you. You have to help yourself. Hello, welcome to the Panacea Concept. Today we are going to be talking about prescriptions or prescriptions. Um, what they actually do to you, why they're used, um, are they necessary? Uh, we're going to discover some myths about it. Um, that's kind of, I feel like the more you learn, the more you're able to see that a lot of things that people take for granted as facts are actually just marketing. It's not, they're not really facts. And then that goes for also the uh, so-called experts. Um, we should never just hand over all of our authority to someone else. We should always in, uh, talk to other people so that we're able to inform ourselves and empower ourselves to make better decisions, but we shouldn't just blindly trust other people. So um, today um, I have an article written uh, on this as well. So I have two types of podcasts, one that uh, I write an article for, and that's going to be on health, and then one's a little bit more political. And for that one, I just do a video, uh, no article. So you can see about um, seeing the written form of this video on Medium or on my website, rootlvlwellness.com. And, uh, and they'll both say, and both what I'm saying here in the video and what I'm doing on the podcast and um, written are going to be a little bit different. So I think it'll be uh, better for you to absorb it. If this is a hard uh, topic to absorb, then uh, absorb it in different formats. That helps me. And, um, and yeah, so let's, let's get started. So do you or a loved one takes prescriptions to, or take prescriptions. Um, I have many family members who take various different prescriptions for various different uh, so-called illnesses or diseases or uh, whatever you want to call them. Um, they're symptoms. So, um, you know, it's, it's unless you're really blind or deaf, you're really going to be uh, exposed to the marketing campaign, uh, at least in the U.S. I believe um, there's very, there are very few countries who are exposed to pharmaceutical marketing as much as the U.S. And um, as coincidence would have it, we're also not the healthiest country. So go figure. It's almost like, um, you know, I, I'm already going into a tangent. Let me let me stay on focus uh, for the, for this uh, episode. So thousands upon thousands of commercials people get exposed to on every in every possible way uh, from uh, for pharmaceuticals as well as for other uh, uh, other products that also can make you ill um, and um, yeah so that that would go for um, drugs it would go for food uh, we see it on our websites we see it on our um, maybe even our podcasts that we listen to if they do advertisements uh, we see it everywhere on the radio. Uh, we don't see it on the radio, but we hear it on the radio, and um, and yeah, it, it becomes our world. And what we listen to and take in can, whether we like it or not, really shape our perspective and how we think. So, so that is pretty much where everyone starts out with, especially if you were born in the last 30, 40 years. Um, I mean, basically, all you know. Our commercials. It's it's. Um, I mean, have you ever had one of those times where someone says something and it somehow relates to a commercial you saw, and then you end up 
parroting that, that commercial because you think it's kind of funny uh, and catchy, well, that's uh, that's programming. Uh, I've, I'm guilty of it too. I do it for jokes, but it's also does change your, the way you think, well, whether you realize it or not, and influence your decisions. So there are two roads that uh, we're going to go over that people really take. They take the road often traveled, which is going to be, in the terms of medications, it's going to be their genetic destiny, quote unquote, that's how they, people feel. Uh, it's not true, but that's how people feel, and that's how a lot of experts are taught. They're taught to uh, think in a way of, of concrete uh, authority. Genetics are the concrete authority. You can't um, change those, uh, and, and then they attribute things that aren't actually uh, purely genetic, uh, to to those things, but again, let's let's stay on topic. So uh, so road number one. Here's what it might look like for you, or maybe someone you know. Uh, but most likely, most people, I would say, like ninety percent of people might might look like this uh, because so many people in this day and age have some kind of diagnosis. So one day you turn twenty nine or thirty, so somewhere around there, and things just fall apart. You know, you you end up getting. Um, some symptom that things don't feel as good as they used to, you know, and then you end up thinking that, you know what, my mom had this problem, my uh, pop pop had this problem, my grandfather had this X symptom, and around, you know, X age, and, uh, and yeah, so it just makes sense. Oh, this is, this is my, uh, my genetic ticking time bomb that's going to go off um, at, you know, whatever age it happens to go off at. So that's, that's where people think, um, that's what people think when it comes to um, disease. I see so many families just uh, resign to whatever is going to happen to them because they believe that, uh, you know, that's just going to happen to them. That's what they were born with. They lost the genetic lottery. So, um, so it's th therefore their genetic destiny. They're powerless. The quote-unquote science has spoken. For me, things fell about uh, fell apart around age nine. So some people just are young, and they end up having issues. And then things even get worse when they when they turn thirty. And that that was uh, my case. Uh, in my case, I had um, degenerative joint issues in my knees when I was really young. And then around thirty, things got even worse. I started getting other issues, but. Um, you know, hormonal issues and more joint issues, but that's not this podcast. Uh, we're talking more about meds. So back to road number one. Road number one, uh, your body is simply flawed. That's the concept. The concept is you are broken. You need help. Go to the expert. So uh, your genetics are why. So for example, let's take high, high blood pressure. So high blood pressure, easiest thing to, um, for time purposes, easiest myth to bust. We'll just call it a myth because high blood pressure, well, most diseases are myths in the sense that um, they're solvable, they happen for a reason, but they're not approached in that way. So, uh, I mean, let's, let's uh, go over uh, a potential commercial, basically another way, I, this is the way I see commercials now, knowing what I know, uh, and being privileged enough to know what I know uh, and lucky enough to find out what I found out. Um, but so here's my, here's my take and here's what I see from commercials. So basically the concept, your body is flawed, 
your genetics, my my New York accent, which I was not, I did not grow up in New York, just somehow comes out every now and then. So um, if you hear that, that accent, that's where it comes from. Um, your body is somehow flawed. Your genetics are why you have high blood pressure, for example, depression, or Hashimoto's. Luckily, the Glaxo Johnson Mode RNA Corporation has just developed uh, Vaxtipular trademark. Uh, so this is kind of how I see the commercials, just ridiculous um, parodies, basically, of, um, yeah, they're awful. Anyway, so all, of, you know, Vaxtipular is a once a day for the rest of your life. If you stop taking this medication, you're dead medication. Uh, that fixes all your problems and genetic flaws. Ask the, ask the guy in the white coat if Vaxtipular, trademark, is right for you, and he'll then look into the scientific studies that were designed and paid for by the manufacturer. After looking at the science, the person in the white coat will then see how much money he'll then get for recommending the product, and if you do purchase the product, he gets what's called a kickback. Uh, doesn't that sound like a good impartial system? I mean, this is basically every time I see a, a commercial for some new miracle drug that somehow solves the problems that, again, what I said before, they are, they are a myth. They're very solvable. They're, they're, I'm going to make some more analogies that help hopefully clear things up, but, um, but they are easily dealt with, um, especially when you think about the alternative, which is road one. What, we're at, what, what I'm talking about right now is road one. Road one is you have drugs, you're taking drugs for the rest of your life, those drugs are then causing more issues. Then you're taking more drugs to solve those, sort of quote unquote, solve those issues. It's a it's a cycle, and um, and yeah. So let's continue down road one. Where does the future lead? I already I already covered that basically. So the end of road one. <laughs> I jump ahead of what I've written. What I've written here is um, so you so potentially so picture this. Help. So this, this is going to be a good mental technique. So picture this. You now have trouble organizing all the medicines, I'm doing air quotes, a rainbow of medically prescribed drugs used in combination but never quite studied in combination. Um, you're using it though. So you're, you're, I guess in a sense, you are the study. Um, you were never meant to, <laughs> drugs are not really tested for in all the combinations that doctors prescribe them in, medical doctors prescribe them in, but they're still used that way. So, so we don't know. It's ridiculous. So anyway, moving on. So holding all these things, all these colorful drugs are basically holding you together and how you see it, see it. You function a little bit better, um, when you, when you, uh, don't forget to take your rainbow of drugs and that's what I like to call it drugs not prescription not medicine because I don't see drugs as medicine but you know there's the uh, the verbal warfare going on so how lucky are you to be alive that <laughs> when these medicines are uh, our medical miracles were made I mean imagine if you weren't alive and you didn't have to to keep in order these you know 10 20 different medications so your memory fades quicker if you forget the blue pills and if you forget the white and orange ones you have another episode where you end up in the hospital and does this sound like this this way this is just the beauty of getting old this is what people on road one believe they believe that getting old is just um, part of getting old is just your body falling apart. You know, that's just how it is. You are a machine and it's breaking down at, at whatever age. It's destiny. It's genetic destiny again.
um, uh, it's, it's normal to need the drugs that keep you alive. That's another myth that they, they uh, promote. And it's what the, the picture of healthy looks like at that age. You know, maybe if you're lucky, you'll only be on a few medications when you're at an old age. You know, it's too bad uh, most of your retirement's going to be spent on medical bills. But, um, but you know, that's just how, it, how the life progresses. So this is what it looks like for those that uh, let other people or pretty much their society make the choices for them. What, when they outsource their well-being to others, that's the choices that other people are going to make for them. It's simple. It's quick. It's highly profitable. It is, uh, I mean, imagine if uh, your job was just to match symptoms with pills. You could see a lot of patients in one day. And you know what? They're going to be forever patients, maybe not with you and your practice, but they'll be a forever patient in someone else's practice where they'll, you know, um, get kickbacks for whatever drugs that are uh, that the person is dependent on. If I sound a little bit uh, like I'm putting medical doctors down, I'm putting the system down. I'm putting the system that trains them to do that down, um, and I'm also putting medical doctors down that <laughs> don't really understand that and they actually cause more harm uh, than they're supposed to. They're supposed to cause do no harm right that's the that's the code they're supposed to live by but when you're trained by basically pharmaceutical companies what are you going to do it's like being a nutritionist who's trained by mcdonald's you're going to recommend mcdonald's and you're going to think that's scientifically valid uh nutrition advice so uh brainwash basically so at the end of uh, road one i mean road run is basically the the people who choose it are either ignorant of other any other roads to, to take or they have uh, no, no concern about their own health. They're apathetic. And, um, and that's, I mean, maybe, I don't think there's any other uh, ways to, to slice that really. Um, you know, if you gain knowledge and you discover road two, which we're going to go over in a second, and you don't take it, then you are really choosing, uh, you have apathy for your own health and you're choosing whatever happens to you. Um, you know, it's your responsibility. And I have family member who, who family members who do that. They just don't care about their health and um, they prefer uh, to keep things, they prefer not to change their lifestyle um, and just take whatever drugs and whatever happens to them, happens to them. Um, and that's a shame. I believe we're all meant for more, but, um, but you know, they have to make their own decisions and, you know, chances are if you're uh, reading this, you, you probably empathize and, and we're kindred spirits in that way. Um, yeah, and you just gotta love them for who they are and be there for them. Um, doesn't mean that you approve of their decisions, uh, doesn't mean that you won't help them if they change, um, but it is their decision. So, road two. And I call this road the your genetic potential. So it's either you you face your genetic destiny or you um, face your genetic potential. You fulfill your genetic potential. Uh, so much like road one, things fall apart at whatever age they fall apart at. Uh, maybe you're, it was young. Maybe it was around 30 for, for a lot of people. That kind of seems to be when people run out of resources and uh, their body um, you know, throws out the warning signals of a symptom. So um, you go to your family's white coat, which is like what I like to call a medical doctor, um, and they toss a bottle of pills at your face, 
right? Just like road one. Uh, now, you don't want to take drugs illegal or, or legal. Illegal or legal drugs, you don't really care for drugs. Uh, you prefer uh, to deal with things naturally and for whatever reason. Maybe you don't consciously dislike drugs. You just don't see that as your approach. So you end up trying to take some alternative solutions. But here is the, the tricky problem. Um, well, you know what, like, let me, before I get into that. So they toss the pills at you. You don't really like taking drugs. Um, you, you look at the side effect label, you know, part of it. This is something that I used to do and I would never take, I, I was prescribed drugs, I don't know how many times. I rarely, if ever, take them, uh, take any of the, those drugs. And one time where I was going to do it, um, the system broke down. But the, anyway, that's another story. I ended up not taking that, that, those drugs because that would have been a lifetime sentence and that would have um, harmed some of my organs, but uh, that's for another episode. So you look at the side effects and, and it's like, it, you kind of chuckle at the absurdity of the side effects. You go in there for one symptom, and then uh, they give you a pill, which leads to, which potentially could lead to uh, a, a dozen other symptoms, which sound way worse than the thing you came in there with. Um, you know, it's something like incontinence, like, you know what, I don't think, you know, I think I'll, I'll, I'll have my low energy and uh, not pee or poop myself. Uh, you know, that seems, you know, I'll, I'll take another route. Thanks. Thanks, person in the white coat. Or as I like to also call the person in the white coat, Dr. Meanswell. Dr. Meanswell. Thank you, but no thank you. I'll um, look elsewhere. So, um, so you forgo the pills. Your family thinks you're insane for doing it. They, they want the best for you. They, they're on road one. They don't quite understand what you're doing uh, on road two because they don't even know it exists and they don't think there's any other way uh, for you to deal with your genetic destiny. They don't know that you have a, a genetic potential that's begging to be filled for fulfilled. Now, after a, a lot of trying different supplements, yeah, so here's the problem. When you're, when you're born in, in road one, your genetic destiny, and you try to go to road two, you still have a, many of the ideas that um, plague road one. So you end up purchasing uh, so many different supplements, uh, you end up matching the pill for the symptom because that's how you know to solve problems. You have, uh, you have um, high blood pressure issues. So what, what helps with high blood pressure? You do some research, you found, I don't know, a garlic supplement or something like that that specifically helps with that. So you try to see if that works. But the problem with that is that it is the same flawed approach. Uh, so after a while, you maybe end up reading or coming across a podcast that talks about solving problems on a, in a different way. Maybe actually solving at what's at the root of the problem. What is, what's actually causing those symptoms. So you end up having a little bit of hope, not blind hope because you've been uh, burned before with the medical establishment, the uh, the um, conventional medicine, the mainstream medicine, and, you know, you, you realize they didn't quite know what they were doing, but they have a lot of money and they have a, a nice uniform and they seem very authoritative. And a lot of people blindly trust doctors. So now you don't want to trust um, the next person blindly. And that's fine. You have hope, but not blind hope. You're, you have cautious hope. And uh, and that's, that's perfectly good. That means you're a bit more empowered, means you're ready to make 
to make decisions for yourself. So that's, this is perfect. This is road two, fulfilling your potential. So let's look at the future of road two. So road two is going to be, uh, if it's anything like what most people say, it's going to move a lot quicker than you think. Um, I know it did for me. I, I solved a lot of my issues. I had um, uh, a lot of issues. So <laughs> uh, let's move back. So uh, things move faster than you think it would. It took time, it took effort, it took money, but it was ultimately made you feel better than you ever felt before. Uh, you know, it wasn't just about removing symptoms. It was about actually feeling good. It was actually uh, about optimizing or fulfilling your potential. Now, uh, now after a while, you feel really empowered. You understand your body more. Uh, if any issues come up, you feel a lot more confident in dealing with them. And you even know, you know, have some good resources where to go in order to um, you know, over, overcome those issues. So um, the empowerment, you know, you feel, you know, it looks good on you. And I think everyone, once they have that, that confidence and they feel empowered in their own life, they begin to see themselves a little bit differently and, uh, you know, it, it, it suits them. I think empowerment suits, suits everyone. So the solutions were very simple. Uh, once, once you found them, it takes time, but you do find, find these solutions and they're not just matching a pill or a supplement uh, with a symptom. That's not a real fix uh, for anything. It's, it's, again, the same flawed model of healthcare that uh, gets that's really keeps people as patients instead of um, you know their own health coach. Um, it keeps people as patients rather than people, so uh, or victims rather than their own heroes. And uh, the majority of what it took for you to actually overcome those symptoms and overcome those root level imbalances was actually just learning how to keep your specific body healthy. So the activities that your body actually was needing, the, um, the nutrition that your body specifically needed, the things that your body needed to not be subjected to, that's what, um, that's what it took. It wasn't very complicated at all. It was just that that perspective that you've never had before needed to be learned. It's very, I, I kind of um, equate this to learning a different language that has different, uh, odd, you know, different sounds, different syllables, different letters that's harder for your brain to pick up. It's the same thing. It's like seeing a new color, learning a new language. I, I prefer the metaphor of learning a new language because if you ever try to do that, there's um, some things that you just don't hear. Your brain doesn't distinguish the differences in, in sound, and that's normal. And that's, that's uh, eventually your brain learns to distinguish the two different sounds, although they were similar, there was an obvious difference. Um, and that's, that just comes with fulfilling your potential. I'll keep saying it. Fulfill your potential. If you're reading this or listening to this, most likely you want to fulfill your potential. So um, this is the road chosen by people who want to empower themselves. It is um, the, oh, let me take a step back again. So the uh, apologies. So the benefit, one of the benefits of being on road two is that you no longer think that the pinnacle of health is just being symptom free, but you instead, you understand that the pinnacle of health is actually your ability to thrive in your environment. So it's, um, it's uh, a lush rainforest. It's not just a rainforest that's, uh, that's 
has half as many trees, but it's still technically a forest. Um, so yeah, so anyway. So if you're empowered, you choose this road. You can't choose the other road, really. If you, if you feel um, like this, you most likely will never want to... Uh, you, as soon as you discover road two, you're never really going to want to go back to road one. You're never going to want to have other people make your decisions for you. You, you no longer want other people to, um, to have authority over you. You want, your, you want authority over your life, which is only natural. And, um, and I believe when people are not living on road two, they always feel like something's missing from their lives. And it's because, I mean, there's several ways to look at it. But a lot of people look at it as being in, in congruence with oneself or in one's truth. So if you're on road one, you're not living, you're not living in your truth. It's, that's just the way it is. It's, it's um, you were meant for more. And if you're not trying to do more, uh, for trying to do, honestly, the bare minimum, the bare minimum is, is, um, is being healthy, is, is moving, is exercising, is nutrition, it's, it's um, feeling confident in your body, then you're not going to be happy. That's, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, it just makes, it's basic, it's basic stuff, it's fundamental. All right, so let's move on to what does the, uh, what, is, what do those medications really do? Now that you understand road one and road two, uh, let's understand what the medicines, what are, what are called medicines, are doing to our body and how being on road two and, how, and looking for those root level uh, um, fixes for those imbalances, what, what does that mean? I mean, like I said before, if you're learning a new language, then you're not going to maybe hear the difference of what I'm saying from uh, you know, matching a pill with a symptom, or, or the, the difference here is finding what's actually causing the issue. You may not understand that right now. That's, that's very possible. It takes a while for that to sink in. It takes a while for your brain to distinguish the difference between um, those concepts. So many people believe the myth that the body is just messing up, that it's just the genetics, it's the, you know, losing the genetic lottery, basically. Um, so let's take high blood pressure because it's the quickest one to go through. Uh, so there are several categories of medications, of drugs that are prescribed for high blood pressure. So first we have calcium channel blockers. So to understand what medicines do, basically they're taking, they're taking a natural body function or uh, trying to take the place of a natural body function or they're trying to take the place of a nutrition, basically. So what are high blood pressure medicines trying to take the place of? Uh, so for calcium channel blockers, they're trying to take the place of nutritionally, they're trying to take the place of magnesium and anti-stress activities in general because magnesium is the opposite of calcium when it comes to blood, blood um, regulation, blood pressure regulation. And then, um, and so calcium is more of the, the high blood pressure. In other words, it's going to um, constrict the arteries. Magnesium is going to open it up. But so is doing anti-stress activities or, uh, or reducing the amount of stress signals that your body is getting, which I'm not going to go into because this episode's already going to be long. But, um, but yeah, so 
the opposite, the natural way of, of having like a calcium channel blocker effect is to take magnesium or to do anti-stress activities or also water. Water, I mean, I'm going, you're going to see a common theme with all these different drugs. Um, they're all basically trying to do the same thing and they're trying to go the same direction as, um, as, as a few concepts, as you'll see. So the bodily function that the calcium channel blockers are trying to replace or prevent is the, body's going, the body going into a sympathetic nervous system state, which is the fight, flight, or freeze mode. So in other words, stress. So it's, it's trying to prevent that stress response. Uh, some calcium channel blockers, uh, medicines, or drug names are amlodipine, amlodipine, uh, what a name, uh, Norvask, Norvask, uh, and those are some two popular examples of, uh, of drugs. Next category we're going to go into is ACE inhibitors. So that's angiotensin converting enzyme inhibitors. So what does that mean? So basically, if you go into that category of a, of a pro drug manufacturer website, because they'll, they're, the truth is simple, uh, but you just got to know where to look. So even on their own website, they basically boil down to what the ACE inhibitor is trying to do is it's trying to prevent a sympathetic nervous system response. It's trying to prevent your body from going into fight, flight, or freeze mode, uh, basically, which is similar to the first medicine. So you're already seeing this recurring theme. The recurring theme is stress. It's stress for your body's higher blood pressure for a stress reason. Now it does get more complicated than just stress. It doesn't mean that stress is only um, mental. It, it just means stress is, is the response it's trying to limit. Now some popular ACE inhibitors are, let me try to spell, let me try to pronounce these. Lisinopril, Lisinopril, Losartan, Benicar, and, and Valsartan. Interesting, Valsartan. They kind of have a, a theme to how they name these as well. So next category. Um, oh, right. So if you didn't get it, so the, the uh, bodily function of the ACE inhibitors are, uh, again, anti-sympathetic. Anti so it would be more of the parasympathetic state. So they're rela relaxing. So the ACE inhibitor is trying to stop the, the, the stress response again. And then the nutritional um, equivalent to an ACE inhibitor, again, will be magnesium. And it will be also potassium um, and other, you know, and potentially just all nutrients, really. Because once you're, if your body is well nourished, it's less stressed. That's um, and if it's balanced, it's completely um, less stressed. It's, it's able to deal with stress better. Next up is going to be uh, diuretics. Diuretics. What is a diuretic? Basically, it makes you pee more. Uh, it makes you w excrete more waste, which is what um, that's going to be. A popular one is hydrochlorothiazide. Okay, that's a long one. Uh, the the uh, nutritional equivalent to a diuretic would be also minerals, certain minerals, um, as well as water. Water would be great. You, you would 
um, a lot of people would not realize how many people have high blood pressure because they're just dehydrated. So the amount of, of um, the thickness of the blood um, would change the blood pressure as well. So if the, if the, if the person's not well hydrated, the fluid going throughout your body, which you're mostly supposed to be made of, of fluid, um, that needs to be replaced. If it's not replaced, you end up being dehydrated and then it becomes harder for your body to pump the, the blood uh, throughout your body. So that is, um, yeah, easily solved. What if, what if someone's high blood pressure was literally just them being dehydrated and they just had a poor hab habit of drinking? Water, of course, not not uh, alcohol. Maybe that's they have a good habit of drinking and a poor habit of drinking water. So anyway, uh, next up, beta blockers. So this is also a anti-adrenergic. That's how they call it. So basically, it's just a, you know what? They just come up with all these terms to make themselves sound smarter than than they actually are. <laughs> and this is uh, this is just the the lingo. They're trying to come up with their own language so that they um, so that people feel mesmerized by the by the language like there's a, a high barrier for them to get through and speak to a doctor so that they they can actually speak on the same terms so um but anyway it's it, anti-adrenergic anti-adrenergic is basically anti-sympathetic it, it is parasympathetic in other words it's it's um it's anti-stress. So beta blockers are also trying to prevent a stress response. Um, there are a lot of things your body does when it's in a stress response. Um, and, uh, you know, for, for example, some people sweat, some people urinate more often, some people don't urinate as much, some people are constipated when they're stressed. So that's a stress response. That's a sympathetic stress response. Uh, some popular beta blockers are metoprolol uh, and antin atinolol and biostolic. Those are some popular uh, drugs of beta blockers that are, again, trying to prevent a stress response. And what is the uh, nutritional equivalent to that? Water, your minerals, your balance of minerals. That's uh, so your electrolytes uh, as well are, are, are going to be your minerals. That's going to be calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. So sodium and potassium um, or, or potassium and magnesium being the more anti-sympathetic or anti-adrenergic uh, uh, minerals. So there you go. That's trying to beta blockers. They're basically coming up with million. They're spending millions of dollars to um, get people to ignore nutrition, ignore water, and to take a drug for the rest of their lives because the person will never. Um, be nourished with, with, you know, if they just do drugs and they never actually uh, learn that they need nourishment and they need water and they need uh, um, parasympathetic activities, PNS activities, relaxing activities. If, uh, or if they, you know, there's more to it, but there's more things that could trigger the um, stress response in the body uh, besides that. But, you know, we'll, that's for this episode, we'll stick with that. So next up is, and, uh, and the other category is basically just uh, anti-adrenergic, which is the same thing. So they're all, again, basically saying the same thing, anti-stress. It's anti-stress response. So the, uh, the oops, let me bump my mic there. The um, nutritional equivalent, once again, magnesium, potassium, um, some uh, parasympathetic activities like Tai Chi, being in the sauna, walking, nature, nature walks, um, you know, basically 
what they're trying to take the place, what these drugs are really trying to take um, the place of is self-care. So a uh, popular uh, drug for anti-adrenergic uh, drug is clonidine. Clonidine. What names, huh? It's, it all sounds like a joke. All sounds like a parody, a mad TV sketch, but, uh, but this is real life and this is, the, this is what the manufacturers do. So um, the side effects of all these drugs are heart attack, stroke, kidney damage, liver damage, and many more side effects because um, I'm not getting into in this episode, but that's those, <laughs> there are several organs and um, glands that modulate the blood pressure in the body and these drugs are getting in the middle of that process, which of course would which would prevent them from doing their function, which of course would damage um, these organs basically over time. So, um, and, pl and plus your, your body has to filter out these chemicals. So more of a demand. All right, so by the end of this, maybe you see by now that basically uh, these next metaphors will make a little bit more sense that I'm going to say. So imagine you were in charge of the world and you had um, a scientist come up to you and said, you know what, I spent millions of dollars or whatever, a country's, gov a country's government gave the funding to a scientist who, um, you know, millions of dollars to scientists for them to solve a, a global problem, the world's problem, uh, with, um, you know, let's say the, the issue was the ocean, the ocean waves had an issue. Or, or something, or maybe they didn't like the way the waves were presenting themselves. You know, the waves were damaging the shore of a particular coast. And so the scientist comes up with a, a solution uh, to try to regulate or replace the moon, uh, the moon's effect on waves. Does that sound like a good idea? Probably not. Sounds ridiculous, right? Well, that's basically what they're doing to your body. Your body is like the planet. It has regulating systems. Um, and yeah, it's functioning perfectly fine. Um, there's a reason for the for it to function in a specific way. So the other, uh, let's say another scientist, scientist number two, um, wants to black out the sky in order to cool the planet. Um, that one, that's not that's not even made up. There are there's people who actually want to do that, and um, you know he's, and it's Bill Gates. So I'll just say that. Um, ridiculous and idiotic and very ignorant. It really shows the lack of understanding of um, the of nature and how the planet regulates itself. So it's not. Um, so that's basically you could take that uh, analogy and just apply it to how uh, medical doctors and how um, pharmaceutical companies see you. They see you as something to be. Uh, they're interjecting themselves with a drug into a self-regulating system without understanding the, um, the system. Basically, to sum it all up, all these drugs are just masking symptoms. That's basically what they do. They never actually teach you what's going on to cause the symptom. Um, and the more you hear that, the easier it'll be to understand, uh, and the less you'll try to approach um, supplements and, and natural things in the same way. So you won't just see... Um, you won't just try. You won't just try matching a symptom to a uh, to a particular supplement that's supposed to counter the, the symptom. In other words, you're going to try to find out what's really going on, what's at the bottom 
causing this imbalance. So to sum it all up, uh, what what road one basically it is is it's um, someone names the uh, white coat names a symptom uh, such as the the symptom is high blood pressure or it's Hashimoto's, then they give you the pill. The pill then causes side effects, which then leads to more pills, which then leads to more diagnosis, which then leads to the old age um, ending of a lot, that a lot of people face. They face the uh, never-ending prescriptions, the never feeling great, the never actually feeling, uh, fulfilling their potential. And that's a sad that's a sad existence. Uh, I prefer, you know, I have one existence as far as I know, and I prefer to have a good one, and I prefer to choose my path. Um, and I will live with my repercussions. I won't live with someone else making my decisions for me and live with whatever repercussions of the decisions that other people make. It's, it's, that's not for me. All right, so take care. This is the end of the episode. See you on the next episode, which will be a news-based episode and um, go through the links at the bottom if you wanted to take your health into your own hands and be more empowered. Feel free to subscribe if you like more of this information. Feel free to um, send me an email if you have a question and I'll answer in a podcast or privately if you prefer. Uh, be part of my free health coaching group. That's where I answer questions in a private group, and uh, general questions. And then also if you have um, a uh, more urgent issues that you would want to empower yourself quicker, there's the one-on-one -on -one experience where I work with you over Zoom or um, another video conferencing software, and we'll meet once a month or so. We'll do functional medicine labs. This is where you can actually identify what's at the root level of the, your whatever your symptom or name they gave your symptoms, um, and we can actually figure out what's going on, address those things, ignore the disease, and actually focus uh, on, on the what's causing what's the imbalance which leads to the disease. So basically cutting it off at the at the legs, at the knees. I don't know. I think that's a violent metaphor, but I'll, I'll stick with it for now. So feel free to email any of those concerns over to mathew at rootlvlwellness.com. And for, and yes, and you can also take advantage of free exploratory call to see if this is the right fit for you. Maybe uh, there are some other avenues you would like to try and then I will point you in that direction if we're not a good fit for each other. And, um, and yeah, so that is it until next time. Seek knowledge, take ownership and make constant actions, bye.